It's time for Fantasy Football Dynasty content. You're going to see me mix in a lot of Dynasty content over the next several weeks and months. Uh, Sadly, a lot of people lose their fantasy football playoff hopes. It just is a natural course of fantasy football when you have only four to six teams, sometimes, uh, sometimes eight, make the playoffs in your league and you have you know, one-fourth of a league start to fall out of it, you tend to see a lot of uh, diminishing interest in fantasy football in the weeks of, you know, week 7, 8, 9, 10. So that's when I get cooking on the Dynasty content, and this is just the beginning. Let's go. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Show. So ironically, the best buy low candidates in Dynasty right now are the same, pretty much the same players to buy low and redraft. And that's not always that unusual, but it's not always the case either. So right now, you're looking at wanting to buy DeAndre Hopkins, who continues to be doubted by his owners uh, to the tune of being able to acquire him in redraft at a mid-second round value, or if you get creative, you package two players, neither one of them's even like in the top 15, but because you have a couple guys you picked up that are doing really well off waivers, you might be able to sneak some kind of trade by somebody because they're hurting at tight end and you have two really good tight ends. You picked up Hunter Henry off waivers because he was dropped in week two or three and you grabbed him and now you have him and Andrew. So you trade him away in a wide receiver that isn't or wasn't drafted in the, in the top 15. This this kind of stuff happens all the time. you got to take stabs, though, in order to potentially get these owners to accept these offers because all it takes is one accept. Uh, the most common question I get from people, or the most common comment, I, I guess I should say, that I get from people in Dynasty Leagues when I post, hey, go buy this guy low. Hey, go buy this guy low. The most common comment I get is, hey, Smitty, no one's going to do that deal in my league. Well, I've got news for you. I don't buy it. Why don't I buy it? Because I don't think you're offering enough trade offers to all of the the league members in your league. I feel like I can look at almost every single roster, maybe one or two out of the 12 uh, or the 11 in, in a league that I'm in might not have a guy that I want or the direction I want to go in or something that makes sense. You know, why why waste my time if I know nothing's going to get done? Like we just are far apart in terms of the pieces that we need to trade one or two leagues out of my 12, 12 teams. So 11, uh, if you don't include your own team, um, I, I think you typically can offer three to five trades a week to all 11 other owners in your league. I honestly believe that's not that hard of a task. Now, when you play in four or five leagues, it's hard to to cook that money trade offers up and stay on top of your league to that degree. But if you can't do that, maybe you shouldn't play in as many leagues as you're playing in. Maybe focus on two and try and really go at it hard with the trades, waiver wires, all that. Because you start playing in four or five, you, you end up hurting all four or five of the leagues because you don't have enough time to dedicate hardcore-wise to one or two of those. Uh, but... I can't stand that, hey, Smitty, no one will do that in my league. There are some leagues out there where no one trades. And Dynasty can be more like that than redraft because people don't want to make a fool of themselves or trade away a player that might have future upside. Or in the case of Juju Smith-Schuster in redraft, he's being written off. You could buy him for a ham sandwich. 
But in Dynasty, people are a little less quick to pull the trigger or to write someone off. And so Juju probably holds a lot higher value than than he does in redraft, um, even just in general. Not I know Obviously, you're, you're not going to trade him away dirt cheap in Dynasty if he has a potential to rebound in the coming years. Whereas in redraft, you're like, his situation's screwed all year. I'm, I'm getting rid of him because I don't think he'll rebound at all this year. It makes sense that there's a difference in value there. But my point is, even in those cases... Are you really offering creative trades? Are you really offering enough trade offers, enough attempts to land Juju? Are you going at it with two-for-ones, three-for-ones, one-for-one lateral, sneaky, good lateral trade? Maybe you trade Andrews and some wide receiver you don't necessarily believe in for the future, but has really good now value that this person might think has future value, and you trade those two for Juju, or Andrews straight up for Juju, or Hunter Henry straight up for Juju. Being active on waivers and grabbing the Hunter Henrys because he was available in a ton of leagues and being able to trade him for really good, damn good value. It's it's the kind of it's the difference maker type stuff that makes you build a, a dynasty that dominates for years to come and survive in redraft leagues and make playoffs when when you may have not been set to make the playoffs because of all the injuries and, and things you were encountering. So go get Hopkins, make a lot of offers. If the Hopkins owner in your league says no, you're, you've made four or five offers. You've been creative. You've made four or five offers for Juju. You've made four or five offers for Pat Mahomes. Oh, yeah, you're not going to get Pat Mahomes. Smitty, the owner's not going to trade him. Not true, necessarily. Because what if that owner, what if you don't you don't take a stab at it and you didn't even know that that owner's not even going to return to the league next year? So he doesn't even care about his future value. He wants to win money now. He maybe can win money now in a trade with you instead of waiting on Mahomes for three weeks and missing the playoffs because you're out of the playoffs, let's say. You go and trade for Mahomes with the guy that's told no one that he's not returning next year. You don't know these things unless you make the attempt. So don't sit on your hands. Don't assume anything. Make four or five uh, offers for Mahomes. Make four or five offers for Hopkins. Four or five for Juju, 4-5 for Kamara, who I think will be a top five running back for the future. And I think he gets back to that form at some point this year. But his owners can't wait one or two weeks for him if they're in the playoff mix. And if they're going to win money or they may not return to the league or they may not value him long-term like you do, make an offer. Devin Singletary, Daryl Henderson, McLaurin, Mike Evans, all great targets in Dynasty to buy low on Go Act Now. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Show.